Well, hello everyone. Welcome to Fantasy Baseball Today. Why am I speaking like this? Because undoubtedly yesterday was the most boring day in fantasy baseball history. True or false, Chris and Heath? And, uh, yeah, Chris and Heath, that's who you are. Chris and, why, why isn't it Heath and Chris? <laughs> Heath and Chris. Uh, alphabetical up. order, uh, hierarchical. Um, yes, that's right, he's our boss. Just good. Yeah, just ranking of good. Goodness. Clearly not. The last night's game, what, games were awful. So boring. So boring. There was nothing, like Wade LeBlanc, mm-hmm. LeBlanc to the twins. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, but this is good though. I tell you what, because this lets us do some fun stuff on the show. Let's us talk about. Some, I don't know if you've taken a peek at the notes, but I have. Uh, I think a good chunk of the show is going to be fun with fan graphs, which I thought would be very exciting for the two of you. Fun with fan graphs. Chris has evolved past fan graphs. He thinks fan graphs is for Neanderthals now. Oh, and he really? Uses more advanced numbers than that. You're a baseball savant, Chris. Is that where? Is that your site now, baseball savant? I I. Don't know why we are besmirching the good folks at Fangraphs. Oh, I wasn't. I was besmirching you at all. I mean, to be clear, I was not. Uh, I was fan- besmirching you. I don't. <laughs> this is an odd start to the podcast, and I'm not sure what we're doing, and I'm not sure that I like it. We're frankly. doing a whole segment on Fangraphs. I think we're gonna have to. I think we're gonna have to. Uh, we're gonna have to restart. No, we're not. So AJ Pollock is hurt, and we should talk about that. And yesterday was really boring, except for the Angels. So let's start there. Andrew Heaney. I feel I'm a little annoyed because I liked Andrew Heaney. I didn't think this was going to be a good week for him. He had tough matchups, including Houston uh, yesterday. He does have Tampa Bay, I think, this weekend. And he's at the Yankees next week, so that's no good. But Heaney was awesome. He threw 100 pitches. He struck out 10 Astros in eight innings, giving up one run on four hits with one walk. And all of a sudden, you know, he's had one really bad start. But other than that, the numbers look pretty good. 393 ERA, nine walks, 39 strikeouts, and 34 and a third. So the reason why I was annoyed was I wanted to pick him up everywhere as I was watching the game last night, but I think because he was a two-star pitcher, he was already owned in a lot of leagues, and Heaney is 42% owned. What do you guys think about Andrew Heaney? We shouldn't be totally surprised that he's pitching well. I mean, the the last couple of years have seen his career get derailed due to injuries, but before that, you know, he was the top left-handed pitching prospect in baseball. He was the the prize of the D Gordon trade for the Dodgers. And he's very talented. There are flaws in his game. He's not a hard thrower. He He's getting a lot of swing strikes, or at least a decent amount of swing strikes this season, but he's probably not going to profile as a more than a strikeout per inning guy. But I think he can be good. And I, I think we should expect him to be pretty good moving forward. I wouldn't say he's like a soft thrower, though. I mean, he's a 92, 93 mile per hour lefty. He's got he's got some velo. Yeah, I mean that's, a, that's about average. He's not a soft thrower, but he's not a hard thrower. Okay, he's not James fair. Paxton. Fair. He's, or he's he should be universally owned. You think so? I think so. I'm not saying that I think he'll stay that way for the rest of the season, but this is four consecutive starts with two runs or fewer allowed. Yes, he should be owned everywhere. Yeah, I mean, how does Andrew Heaney stack up with um, Fernando Romero and Walker Bueller and all, a lot of really exciting pitchers to be picking up, uh, uh, Freddie Peralta, etc. I think he's probably below Bueller and ahead of Romero, um, and probably ahead of Peralta. But I'd like to. Have, th- this is actually something I have run into in in some of my leagues. Like, I wanted to add Freddie Peralta in a ten-team league the other day. And I just didn't have anyone to drop for him. So you may not have room for all these guys, but Bueller should probably be the priority and then Heaney after him. Yeah, I'm going to move him just like you've got this big group of pitchers that were universally owned to start the year. And now it's kind of starting to feel questionable with guys like Chase Anderson, Danny Duffy, Michael Fulmer, Marco Estrada. I, I'm moving him just above that group of pitchers and right behind Sonny Gray. Mm, okay, cool. Um, Andrew Heaney got the, got the, I don't know if he got the win. Yeah, he must have gotten the win yesterday. Pitch great. Justin Anderson got the save. Uh, I also picked up Jim Johnson yesterday. 
and that was I fell asleep before the end of this game. But Anderson's five percent owned. I I wonder if Johnson just was unavailable. He threw twenty three pitches the day before. So Keenan Middleton's going on the DL. You've got an opportunity now to get some saves on a really good team. Hopefully it will be better than the Brewers situation when we did this exercise a month ago um, when Knable went on the DL. But who's the guy to own right now in the Angels' bullpen? That's the thing, though, is it might just be like the Brewers. Yeah. Like I'm not sure they have that many good pitchers in their bullpen, and that's that's the thing when I look at it is like, Maybe you take a chance on Jim Johnson, but I'm not particularly excited about him. Maybe you take a chance on Justin Anderson, but again, not particularly excited about him. Uh, I don't know, uh, Blake Parker. He's been pretty. They've mediocre. all been awful. Yeah, like that. There's just nobody really to get excited about. It's it's really just going to be a situation where I think someone someone has a chance to run away with it, and yeah. that was probably the case in Milwaukee, and we saw what happened. Hmm. And there's no Josh Hader in, in Los Angeles. Yeah. I wonder if, if Parker can just turn it around, but he's he does not seem like a likely candidate at, at the moment. So, yeah, Anderson got the save yesterday. And it, did you get, I'm sorry if you gave an answer. Is there one guy if you had to pick one? No. Probably Jim Johnson, I guess, but. If you can't say no, some people need to pick up saves. You asked, is there one guy? <laughs> well, there and is. I, a, that, that is a yes or no like question. Cam Bedrosian is healthy, right? Yeah. Yeah. I thought about Maybe picking him, him up, but no, he just hasn't. See, the thing about Anderson, Anderson's been used for more than one inning in four of his ten appearances. That's kind of why I was leaning towards Johnson. And uh All right. All right, I think we've given you our summary on this situation. Who stood out to you guys on Monday? And then we can end the show. So, you know, just really nothing happened. Who stood out to you guys on Monday other than Kevin Durant? So um we're seeing the the downside of Ronald Acuna. Um, over the last, I think, 13 games, he's striking out like 35% of the time. Um, he looked pretty bad on a couple of swings yesterday, struck out three times in five plate appearances. I'm not worried about Ronald Acuna, but it's just, it's a reminder that Major League Baseball is very difficult. Chris. And, uh, I, he's, he's, he's struggling just a little bit. Yeah. He, I traded him yesterday, Chris Towers. Because okay. I saw the same things you were seeing, and again, not worried about him, but I traded him basically for Anthony Rendon. I traded. Oh, I, I think that's a great trade, though. Like, yeah. I, even I, even before he started struggling, I think that's the kind of trade that you make because Anthony Rendon was someone that we were viewing as a third or fourth round pick before the season. Yeah, and there were two other players. It was for me, it was Ronaldo Lopez and Ronald Acuna for Sonny Gray and Anthony Rendon. So I don't know how you feel about the pitchers. We can call them a wash. I mean, I think Gray has more of a track record and probably more upside, but he's been terrible. So it's really yeah. about the hitters. I voted for the Lopez Acuna side of that trade. You did <laughs> I lost basically. the Twitter poll? I lost the Twitter poll. I think it's basically a C. Okay, yeah, but no, I, I mean, I, I love, I really like Acuna, but if you can trade him for an established guy like Rendon, who's I think still has more walks and strikeouts, he's been a little under the radar because of the injury. Rendon is is really having a nice year. Uh, right, and it, it's it's not a knock against Ronald Acuna. It's just that like sure. Bryce Harper is one of the best 19-year-old or 20-year-olds we've seen in recent years, and even he was just like pretty good. He was like outside of the top 50 his rookie season, and that's we get really excited about the the upside, and the upside is there. The best case scenario is there, but there's just there's at least a chance that he has more struggles like this in his future. Wow, I got crushed in the Twitter poll. 68% wanted Bernardo Lopez and Acuna. 32% Rendon and Sonny Gray. Thanks for contributing to that, Heath. Heath, who stood out to you on Monday? Well, you're welcome, first off. Mm-hmm. Um, let's, oh, let's talk about Jose Ramirez, since he was the only Indians hitter that was actually good last night against uh, Mike Fires. Hit his 13th home run, and I don't think that's sustainable. His hard contact really hasn't changed. His home run to fly ball rate has ballooned. But we're basically a fourth of the way into the season now, and he's got a 12.5% walk rate and a 9.1% strikeout rate. He's only hitting 288, and that's still a very good batting average. But it's because his BABIP is 50 points lower than his career mark. (sighs) Jose Ramirez might be moving into that borderline first-round pick territory. I have a hey real quick for you guys. Hey real quick is coming up. 
I do want to point out with regards to the home run to fly ball or the the BABIP and the home run to fly ball rate, I guess. If he had, let's say, 10 home runs and what? how many doubles does he have? 14 doubles, his BABIP would probably be a little higher. His batting average would be exactly the same and his home run to fly ball rate would look exactly like we expected to. So I... I don't know how much bad luck we can say there is with Jose Ramirez just because those two things are counteracting each other to a certain extent. Now, a 250 Babbitt is lower than we would expect, but I, it's not like I think he's like a 340 hitter now. Well, no, but he has been a 312, 318 hitter the last yeah. two years. Yeah, I think he's probably got 20 points of Babbitt regression coming. So that's uh, Jose Ramirez, who last year was the number nine hitter in fantasy in points and roto. He had 56 doubles last year, which led, I'm almost positive, led baseball. Right now he's the number four hitter in points, number eight in Roto. 288, 13 homers, six steals, 22 walks, 16 strikeouts, 11 doubles. And four, and look, in his last 10 games, Jose Ramirez has a 1393 OPS, so he's certainly picked it up. Hey, real quick, Jose Ramirez or Paul Goldschmidt? Oh, Ram. Mmm. Pass. The problem is nobody is giving you Jose Ramirez for Paul Goldschmidt. No, probably not. I, I Yeah, no, I'm just asking who, who you would take now if you were drafting. I'll take Jose. Him. Yeah, I agree because I, I don't have any doubts about Jose Ramirez, and he was awesome last year, and he plays a more difficult position to, to fill. He's second and he's running a little eligible. bit. He's running. He's I think he's, he'll probably steal more bases than Goldschmidt, right? Oh, for sure. He, well, yeah, but that should have been the ex- expectation. Not really. They were, they were very no. close last year. He sold 17 last year, 22 the year before. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah, and they weren't that far apart on draft day. Like, Goldschmidt was an end of the first, start of the second pick by the time we got through all of our humidor panic, and Ramirez was an end of the second pick. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, and it's pretty interesting. So, Jose Ramirez, you are awesome. And I also didn't realize how young he was, like, because we talked about this when we t- did Dynasty Talk on Friday. He's, what, 26 years old? So if you have him in a keeper league, dynasty league, you are in good shape. He's uh, still 25. 25. Wow. 26, so old. Uh Monday standouts for me, two pitchers. We got to talk about Patrick Corbin because people are freaking out about Patrick Corbin. But I want to talk about Jose Quintana first, guys. Four and two-thirds, nine hits, six runs. Now, this, this felt like it was over the weekend. It was the early game on Monday. Like, who cares? Monday night was so boring. But no, Jose Quintana, he's struggling. He's got a 523 ERA. Um, he, you know, he was actually pretty good in his previous three starts, but the overall number's not good. What do you think about, uh, Quintana? Are you concerned about him? I think you probably have to be, uh, just because he's been so mediocre and the, the strikeout rate is below average now. Um, you know, he's back to the strikeout rates that he was running in his White Sox days after an apparent breakout last year, except that he's not inducing the kind of weak contact or uh, limiting free passes the way he used to. And it's hard to say like, yes, you should be concerned just because I'm not, is there a physical issue? What's going on? I don't know. Um, There doesn't appear to be one like his velocity is down a little bit, but not to a point where it's super concerning. Uh, His pitch mix hasn't changed all that much. It's just, well, the results are bad. He's throwing his fastball a lot more than he has the last couple of years. He's not throwing the breaking balls hardly at all. The changeup stayed pretty normal. And if the one thing I noticed, because he's like the walks are really weird, and he's not doesn't seem to necessarily have a problem with control. His percentage of pitches in the strike zone are pretty similar. The percentage of pitches he's throwing outside of the strike zone that batters are swinging at though has plummeted. So he is not getting people to chase pitches, which kind of makes sense if he's not throwing his slider and his curveball very much. So this is Jose Quintana we're talking about. And the other guy, I mean, look, Patrick Corbin, I did make a point to watch his start last night. Watched most of it. And he had six innings of two-run ball. And then he came out for the seventh, gave up a couple singles. They took him out of the game. Both runs scored. So it ends up being four runs and six innings on six hits. It's a really good start with one walk and eight strikeouts. 16 swinging strikes. There's really nothing not to like. His slider looked great, and it is great. But I do, th- I think the fastball is a real concern. Uh, I don't know what's going on with the velocity, but it's I think three starts in a row now where it's down. I think it was a little bit better yesterday, 
could just be a mechanical thing. We do see this sometimes. And for his velocity being down, like, the results are still pretty good. This is the most runs he's allowed all season, four runs, 253 ERA. So Corbin, Corbin or Quintana, who would you guys rather have? I think it's Corbin, right? Corbin. Corbin. And do people want to know if they should sell high on Patrick Corbin? What do you think? So the what he's shown over the last, I think it's so it is three starts in a row now. Where should, his should people sell high on Patrick Corbin? No, I would trade him for Chris Archer. Hmm. That's an interesting one. I would trade him for Zach Greinke. I would trade him for Zach Greinke. I would not trade him for Chris Archer. Dude, is Zach Greinke a buy low? No, I don't think so. Would you trade? I guess for... ERA is a little inflated, but would you trade him for you Darvish, Corbin or Darvish? No, no, no. no. I'm gonna have to. I need to see you Darvish, and I know Scott has really no concerns, and I think that's a valid take to have, also, but. The way I feel about you, Darvish, right now is I need to see something good. Yeah. Okay. All right. So uh, those those would be Monday's standouts. Coming up on the show, we do have Team Name Tuesday. We are going to be Fantasy Regulators a little bit later. If you want your league situation regulated, just mount up and write us an email. Fantasybaseball at CBSI.com and put Fantasy Regulators in the subject line. Fantasy Regulators. Um, we got the, the Pollock news. We got 10 emails in five minutes. That's not coming up in five minutes. We will do that segment in five minutes. We'll talk about Lance McCullers. We'll talk about Carlos Carrasco, Sean Manaya, Rick Porcello, Joey Lucchese, some deep league stuff. Jose Bautista is doing okay. Fun with fan graphs. And right now it's, hey, real quick. So we're taking Ramirez over Goldschmidt. Hey, real quick. This is a weird one. Rafael Devers or Mitch Hanniger? I know it's, they're now play the same position or anything, but this, you know, who's got more value? Rafael Devers or Mitch Hanniger? Hanniger. Crushing the baseball. Yeah, it's probably Hanniger, and we just haven't seen anything special from Rafael Devers yet. Seven home runs isn't bad, but he homered yesterday for the first time in, in, uh, nine games. I, I mean, I agree. He's 21st in points. He's 15th in roto. He's got a ton of strikeouts. 47 strikeouts in 40 games. Are you at all worried that the, the hot start from Hanniger was fool's gold. In his last 13 games, Hanniger is batting 234 with only two extra base hits, both doubles. Still good plate discipline, though. Uh, what do you think about Hanniger? I, yeah, I'm not, I don't think I bought the Hanniger thing as much as Heath or Scott. Uh, I think Scott moved him into his top 25 at outfield. Uh, I don't, I'm not nearly that high. So I, this is more about my concerns about Rafael Devers than uh, really bought having bought into Mitch Hanniger. Yeah, I think I've definitely got Mitch Hanniger in my first top 36 outfielders. I'm not sure if I got him quite to the top 25. Outfield is really messy after about 21. Would you rather have Michael Brantley or Mitch Hanniger? Brantley. I would definitely take Brantley in a points league. I think I'd take Hanniger in Roto. I expect him to hit more home runs. Would you rather have Rafael Devers or Nick Castellanos? Still Devers. Castellanos. All right. Hey, real quick. I know what you're going to say here, but let's just think about it. Alex Bregman or Trevor Story? Alex Bregman. <laughs> Alex Bregman. <laughs> well, that was real Alex quick. Bregman. I will say, in a league that has um, – that I can just start Trevor Story at home, mm-hmm. and it's like a 10-team league, I have one of those. I would start. I would rather have Trevor Story. If there is like a a game where your maximum a league where your maximum games played for each position is eighty one, <laughs> I would probably rather have Trevor Story. Like, I think Alex Bregman is going to be better than Trevor Story, but I do think in a a ten team daily transaction or daily lineups league where you could have somebody like I don't know Andrelton Simmons or someone like that replacement level shortstop to start when he's on the road. Right, right. The stories could be more valuable. Trevor Story has so far been better than Bregman. Story's eighth in points, sixth in roto at shortstop. Bregman's twelfth in points, eighteenth in roto. And Story's got seven more home runs and four more steals. So I you know, and this is a guy who had twenty seven home runs in ninety seven games two years ago. Like the two thousand sixteen version of Trevor Story is probably better. In fact I would say definitely better than anything you're gonna get from Bregman. But then again, he hit two seventy two that year, Trevor Story. That's gonna probably probably be hard for him. 
And he's just, he is entirely a product of Coors Field. Like he, over the course of his career, we're seeing that he's just, he's not good away from home. And yeah, I mean, the, the overall numbers might end up being pretty good anyway, but I'd still rather have Alex Bregman in that lineup. Um, story will have for more power, but I think Bregman's going to be better pretty much everywhere else. Who do you think steals more bases from from this point forward? Because the seven steals are a very nice surprise for Trevor's story. And that was pretty – he hasn't had any in a while, right? Uh, Not as bad as I thought. I thought the same thing. Okay. You know, when you steal seven bases in 40 games, you could easily go, you know, six, seven games, ten games without a steal. It hasn't yeah. been like one steal over his last 20 games or anything like okay. that. It hasn't been that bad. I would expect Bregman to steal more. Okay. Um, Would you – hey, real quick – the draft app or any other DFS app? The draft app, for yeah, sure. Yeah, the draft app. That's the truth. Uh, hey, sign up on the draft app right now. I get tweets, I don't know, almost every day, emails almost every day. People telling me they're signing up. Some people asking me for the promo code, and that's fine. Feel free to reach out. You can email us, fantasybaseball at cbsi.com, or tweet us. I am at Adam Azer, A-I-Z-E-R, and I will give you that promo code if you forget. It is FB today. Download the draft app and use the code FB today to get free entry into a real money baseball draft when you make your first deposit. Again, it's FB today. You can also go on draft.com. It is a very easy site to use. It is a very easy game to play. It is incredibly fun. You get to do snake drafts. I absolutely love it. You do snake drafts as often as you want. You can play for a buck. You can do baseball, basketball, golf, football, hockey. They got a ton of sports on the draft app. Um, they're all really, really fun. And you get, uh, you play for cold hard cash and get paid out the next day. And the drafts don't take a while either. I mean, it's like 30 seconds on the clock. You probably don't need it. The draft gives you projections for the players to help you along. You start one pitcher, two hitters, or two infielders and two outfielders. Real simple stuff. Um, there are expert modes and things like that if you want to make it more complicated. But download the draft app. Join me. Follow me. Big Kane 2. You can play against me. I will beat you. I promise. FB today is the promo code on the draft app. Which is simply just the most fun way to play Daily Fantasy. Alright, the big news. Sorry for waiting so long, but you know he's hurt. Not much we can do about it. AJ Pollock, top five outfielder so far. Fifth in points, third in roto. Batting 293 with 11 homers, and he's got 33 RBIs, 23 runs, 9 steals, 10 doubles. Yeah, he's having a great year. Sprained his thumb, and he's very injury prone, we know this, and you know, it looked, it looked bad, I guess, whatever, I won't speculate. Um, what's your uh, what's your reaction here? And, and I guess first question: Any interest in picking up Gerard Dyson, who is seven percent owned and has stolen twenty six to thirty six bases in six straight seasons? Gerard Dyson. Um, I mean, yeah, he. There's not that much of a difference between him and Billy Hamilton at this point, right? And I've got uh in the Great Fantasy Baseball Invitational. That's one league where I have Billy Hamilton and. My team is good enough that I really only need him for steals. So if you have a team like that where you are confident enough in the rest of your lineup, yeah, Gerard Dyson can still be worth using as a steal specialist. But if it turns out that AJ Pollock's out for five days or one 10 day DL stint, then it's probably not that valuable. Really excellent job working in how much success you're having in the great fantasy baseball invitational right now. Thank you. Top 35. <laughs> That's, that sounds very good, Chris. Can I just very, confess very to something here? I have no idea what the Great Fantasy Baseball Invitational is. It's a uh, it's a league of leagues. It's Ex- like experts. 15, 15, 12, 15 team leagues. Well, if it's experts, I there's no wonder I don't know what the. And I think I, most a, of the CBS Sports uh, Fantasy analysts are doing very well. I I believe as of yesterday, I was in tenth place out of like 150 teams. I think it was ninth. Ninth. Good job, guys. Thank you. Gonna have to talk but to anyway. Uh, somebody anyway. there. Get in that league. Yeah, no, um, anyway. Uh, should we talk outfield replacements? Uh, Let, let's see. Alright. He yeah. is seeing a specialist today, I believe, which isn't a great sign. No. That he's going to see a specialist? No, I mean, you usually don't go to a specialist just for them to say, hey, that, that's a good looking thumb. I mean, tough it up. Well, it never hurts to talk about outfielders who are being added right now. First of all, you have Fran Mil Reyes, and he is 34% owned now. He's the most added outfielder, and he batted six and went over four with two strikeouts. You've got, uh, are we done with Alex Gordon? 
Yeah. That, that didn't work out well. As soon as I talked about him, he started looking like Alex Gordon from the last three years. I mean, if how about, yeah, go ahead. How about Domingo Santana? Oh God, he's been so bad. He's they, waking up. They yeah, did say, they did say he's starting in the month of May, right? Swing the bat better. He, yeah. he did go to course. And Brian Braun missed yesterday's game with back issues, so, oh, and, and obviously, uh, obviously, Thames is on the DL. Okay, Domingo Santana, that's a good one. So, he's not hitting for any power this season. He has a, like, 70 ISO, which is D Gordon-esque. Um, but we know he hits the ball really hard, and occasionally he even hits the ball in the air. His ground ball rate is up to, like, 55%, and that's, he's not gonna hit for power that way, but, I still think there's there's much more upside than he's shown. Uh, there's another Diamondbacks outfielder that has been awful so far this year, but maybe starting to heat up. Steven Souza, mm-hmm. 58% owned. Also, we have to mention that Delano DeShields is still just 70% owned. Why? Yeah, I know. I'll tell you why. And it's a legit reason. Because on CBSSports.com, a lot of leagues are points leagues, and he's not a must-own player in points leagues. He's, I he's disagree. A sh- he's a should-own. I don't think he's a must-own. Yeah, he's own. been very good in points leagues this year. He has he has been good. Last week wasn't a great week, but I, I think that a lot of that had to do with the Astros pitching staff. I owned Lionel DeShields in our points league, so I'm totally about it. 70% owned. I think if you're looking to replace steals and home runs, take a look at Franchi Cordero. He's 42% owned. Sure. Yeah, I mean, uh, there are gigantic holes in his game, but this, the power and the speed is real. Yeah. I think I'd, I think I'd rather have Jesse Winker. Why? He doesn't play every day, and he's got. Yeah. What's his ISO like? A hundred? I don't really think that Franchi Cordero is going to play every day the rest of the season. Oh well, I guess we have to wait and see. I. Got well, I mean, seventeen some, some version of Franchi Cordero will certainly play every day. Look, they don't look. Jankowski's I mean, you, not. Jankowski's not a thing. They have four. They like Jankowski though, and he is like the one guy that isn't a carbon copy of everyone else. He actually is good defensively. Uh, all right. I mean, I, Perel is playing second base, so I I hope that they go with I, – I, they need to get Margot – well, they can't give up on Margot. Okay, you're right, Heath. No, they I think Margot – I, 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 I am – I'm sorry that I'm not part of the Franchi revolution. Uh, Joey Votto left with back tightness. He might sit today. Should be fine. Ryan Braun sat with back tightness. Seattle is putting Gordon at second base. But not D. Gordon. Gordon Beckham is at second base. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Along with Andrew Robot. Uh, Keenan Middleton is on the DL. UCL injury. We know that. Jamer Candelario is on the DL. DJ LeMahieu is on the DL with a thumb injury, making that Rockies lineup even worse. Uh, Miguel Sano was running, but he's not close to 100%, according to Paul Molitor. You need a catcher. You are going to get four to six more weeks of Mitch Garver. As uh, Jason Castro is out four to six weeks. Garver's, you know, he's been fine. 736 OPS is not that bad for a catcher. He's 4% owned. And, guys, Jamison Tyone is considering urinating on his lacerated finger to heal it. So let me pose a hypothetical that I just— Well, no, that that's not the whole story. He, he just tweeted it out. He just tweeted about it last night. That's not the whole story. What's Let's the whole tell story? the whole story. Okay. It's not just he's considering. He might uh, set up a sign-up sheet for his teammates. Well, that I don't believe. I think he was joking about that. I certainly hope. He he tweeted about it last night. He said, I gotta clarify this whole pee on hand thing. <laughs> People offer up their remedy opinions. I jokingly said if peeing on it gets me on the field where I belong, I'll put up a sign up sheet. Not my thing. Promise. Okay, but I don't I mean I wouldn't blame him for doing it. My question to you <laughs> is let's say Jamison Tyone, let's say you were in a roto league and you were down like like one strikeout. And it was the last day of the season, and Jamison Tyone was the was your pitcher. And if he started, you were going to win. And if he didn't start, you were going to lose the roto league. And it's winner take all. Would you pee on his hand to make sure that he made his start? Of course. Could I pee in a cup? No, directly no. on his hand. Yeah, on the mound. You know, this, no, this it could be a stadium's full. There is you a, have to go out on the mound. <laughs> there is a long history of hand peeing. In Major League Baseball. I don't know if you guys remember. I don't know if there's long history, but yeah, there's a history. Long history. Moises Alou famously peed on his hands in order to alleviate calluses. Jorge Posada peed on his hands. Jorge Posada also, but, quote, in spring training only. You don't want to shake my hand in spring training before the (laughs) game. After the game, it's okay. 
Most people pee on their hands, and that's why you should always wash your hands after you go to the bathroom. What are you, a child? You I'm pee just saying, on your most, hands? <laughs> most people do. How, most people pee on their hands. Yeah. That's I, why you're supposed to wash your hands. I, I, I There's don't. germs in the air. <laughs> oh, that's why you're supposed to wash your hands. A good thing. All right, let's do ten emails in five minutes. I'm putting five minutes on the clock. Here we go. From Nick. Uncertain about what to do with Mike Zanino. Should I stick with Zanino or drop him four? Wellington Castillo, Suzuki, Flowers, Barnhart, Hicks, Hundley. It's a categories league. I am considering in a two-category league just going with the, the Braves catcher a friendship. two-category league? Two-catcher league. What are the categories? Uh, catcher. Catcher and catcher. <laughs> um, James Cott. And I'm considering going with the Kurt Suzuki-Tyler Flowers friendship uh, strategy. Oh, the friendship. Uh, but I don't think I would drop Zanino for any of these guys individually. I would probably drop him for Beef Wellington. Since coming back, Wellington or Mike Zanino, rather, since coming off the DL on April 20th, is the number 11 catcher in points and number eight in Roto. And this is a categories league, so he's number eight there. Yeah. So he's you know he's 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 going to be pretty good. He's, he's going to hurt your homers. average, but every catcher is going to hurt your average. Six homers in 20 games, good for a catcher. All right, from John, dear Gobo. Uncle Traveling Matt and Moki. <laughs> I have no idea. So I took Grandal in the 24th round. That is all. John just wanted to brag. He's good. He is good. He is not hitting fly balls, though. He's hitting a lot of ground balls. Do you, does that mean that Yasmani Grandal is a, a good sell-high candidate? Second question, would you rather have Grandal or Gaddis rest of the season? Oh, Grandal for sure. Grandal. Oh, I don't and, think you know, that's interesting because he was a fly ball revolution guy coming into the season. Now, I think what's interesting is that maybe he's he's become less inconsistent with his launch angle rather than just, oh, he's hitting more fly balls. Maybe it's he's hitting more line drives. And he is. That's what we're seeing. The I think what he's doing is largely sustainable he'll regress from here to a certain extent. All right, it's Grandal. From Andrew, is Byron Buxton worth keeping in a 12-team, four-outfielder categories league? Yes. Oh. Yes. Okay. From Kevin, I bought low on Chris Archer, or did I? I traded Lance McCullers for Archer straight up. Mm -hmm. I would definitely do that in a points league. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yeah. I think I'd rather have McCullers in a categories league. Yeah. All right, from Shane in Dallas, grade the trade. Oh, by the way, um, Gobo, Uncle Traveling Matt, and Moki are Fraggle Rock. Grade the trade. Dear Mr. Sosa, Mr. Sosa, Mr. Hagar, Mr. Davis Jr. Those are Sammies. Sammies. Give Walker Bueller, get Chris Archer. B plus. Yeah, it's an A. That's a good one. Uh, next question is from Thomas in New Jersey. With Jake Lamb coming off the DL soon, which bet? Oh, this is Brian in Philadelphia. Pardon me. Which bench player should I drop to activate Lamb? Ian Happ, Kyle Schwarber, or Jose Martinez? It's got to be Happ, right? It doesn't make me happy to say this. Yeah, it's Ian Happ. And now this one is from Thomas in New Jersey. Hey, Ricky, Lou, and Billy, all-time steals leaders. I have a log jam at second base. Who do you like rest of season, Jonathan VR or Scott Kingery? Oof, that's your I log think it's jam. probably got to be Kingery. There's nobody else available, huh? Yeah, uh, I'm not sure you have a log jam. Yeah, exactly. I think, that, I think that's a different word that you're looking for. <laughs> um, Kingery? Yeah. Uh, yeah, I guess. All right, this is from Anonymous Baseball Fan. Would you drop Joey Lucchese in a quality start Roto League for Bettis, Duffy, Kingham, or Gohara? I think it's perfectly fine to drop him. I don't think I'd rather have any of those guys than him. Nope. And he's an anonymous fantasy baseball today fan. Oh, baseball today. Our fan. Doesn't actually like baseball. No, not at all. From Blake, am I being too conservative by keeping you Darvish on the bench in my daily league today? By playing the Braves? No. No, I don't think you're being too conservative. I'm not starting him in my daily league. I might regret that, but I'm sitting Darvish against the Braves. You guys? You guys? What? I'm not starting him. Darvish, yeah. Okay, that's my question. Sorry. Use guys is not really a question, is it? Uh Next question is Matt in Nashville. Matt in Nashville is basically just really fired up about Freddie Peralta. Wants to know how you feel. He is really interesting. Uh He hides the ball very well. He 
has a little bit of like there was a Fangraphs piece yesterday. He's got a little bit of like the Carter Caps Tin Lincecum in him. Like he jumps off the mound and it gives him a really good elev- uh, separation. I don't know what the word is. His fastball seems like it's coming in harder than it actually is, and he hides the ball really well, which makes him extremely uh, deceptive. I'm, I'm, he's he's like a one pitch pitcher. I'm curious about what Matt actually said that he was actually throwing because we talked about how he threw all fastballs basically, mm-hmm. and he said he was actually throwing two different fastballs. Yeah, he's he's one of those pitchers who he has like one pitch, but he throws it four different ways. Yeah, this is Freddie Peralta we're talking about. Uh, would you drop Chase Anderson for Freddie Peralta? Yeah. Okay. Would you rather have Jake Faria or Freddie Peralta? Peralta. Sure. Okay. Let's talk a little bit more about yesterday, and then we'll get to fun with Fangraphs, Team Name Tuesday, Fantasy Regulators. Uh, Jake Odorizzi, Junior Guerra, and Tyler Anderson were the fringy starting pitchers from yesterday. Jake Odorizzi, 78% owned. Really good start against the Mariners. Six scoreless with seven strikeouts. Odorizzi. Junior Guerra has a 308 ERA and a strikeout per inning. Uh, a lot of walks. And Tyler Anderson... We liked him because of the the matchups at San Diego and at San Francisco this week, and he wasn't very good, but he got the win, and it was good in fantasy. Uh, do you think? Um, well, what, what do you think about this group? Odorizzi, Guerra, and Anderson. Odorizzi is uh, worth owning, and that's pretty much it. I think the other guys are just streaming options. Yeah, I, I would agree, and I would throw in as a fringy starting pitcher, Yarpro. He has. Oh, he's been, in the deep uh, league section, but sure. Oh, deep league section. Okay. No, he's, uh, Yarbrough's 8% owned. I was, uh, I was encouraged. He, he got, had too many walks against the Royals, but other than that, a pretty solid outing. Yeah, and he only has 13 walks and 34 and a third, Ryan Yarbrough. So, so if we look at deep leagues, like, Ryan Yarbrough, Mike Fires, Eric Skoglund, Wade LeBlanc are all owned in 8% of leagues or fewer. Yarbrough's the only one from that list I'm considering. Do we care about Nico Goodrum? No. He homered twice for the Tigers yesterday, in case you're curious yeah. who the hell That's that very is. very nice. Uh, do we care about Jose Bautista, 22% owned? No, that was a, uh, that was a Wrigley Field special. That was, uh, he hit a home run yesterday that had a 16% hit probability, according to, uh, StatCast. He hit it at a 44 degree launch angle, which is usually a lazy fly ball. So, a little bit of wind help there. All right, then. Uh, the bullpen, not much yesterday. A.J. Minter got a save, but Arodas Vizcaino had pitched two days in a row. Josh Hader, he pitched the seventh and the eighth. They were leading 4-2. to two. He threw 31 pitches. I don't know if he would have come out for the ninth if it was still 4-2. to two. By the time that the uh, Diamondbacks batted in the ninth, uh, the Brewers were winning 7-2, to two, so Taylor Williams finished the game. Roberto Ozuna's administrative leave was extended to May 21st. As we take a look at the rotation from yesterday... Six pitchers who are highly owned. I'll lop off Joey Lucchese because we sort of already talked about him. Like, I'm dropping Lucchese tonight in one of my Roto Leagues. He gives you five innings every time. He was pitching through an injury yesterday. He had a glute issue yesterday. It messed up his mechanics. So I think that might explain the two strikeouts. Uh, he didn't pitch very well. I don't, we don't think Lucchese is a must drop by any means. No. But he's droppable, right? He's not a must yes. own. Yeah. All right, so the other guys in the rotation, Lance McCullers, Carlos Carrasco. Disappointing yesterday, Carlos. Julio Tehran, Shaw Manaya, Rick Porcello. <laughs> Who is in, this is actually a pretty interesting group. What do you think about McCullers, Carrasco, Tehran, Manaya, and Porcello? Tell me who you're intrigued by. Uh, okay, so McCullers and Carrasco, we know they're good. We don't really need to spend much time talking about them. Uh, Tehran and Porcello, I think, are very interesting, just because they've both been pretty huge surprises this season. But we're starting to see Porcello, especially. There, there's some cracks showing here. Um, and I wasn't totally bought in on the Rick Porcello bounce back. So I don't know. I, maybe you missed your opportunity to sell high. I wonder if you could buy low at this point, if you'd even want to. Maybe people just aren't buying with Porcello, and you are, because I kind of am. I'm buying him as like a 
I'm buying like, him as, a, I, as a good pitcher, not like a stud. like useful, like yeah, a Tanner yeah. Roark. Yeah, yeah, I'd say something like that. And it's just, I, I don't know if it's hard to find useful pitchers right now because we have had an influx of exciting pitchers. The question is, I don't know how, I don't know how good those pitchers are going to be, those rookies. Well, I that's got, the thing you know? about if you're going to try to go get Rick Porcello, you're probably like I don't see why anyone would trade Rick Porcello to you for someone like Tanner Roark because they already have someone like Tanner Roark. No, I wouldn't. Tr- I wouldn't want. I wouldn't. So, give for Porcello. so you're trying to buy Porcello? Are you going to give up one of these young starting pitchers that has a, a much lower floor but a much higher ceiling? Well, I'm that's not. the thing. Right, in, it, in terms of innings, I don't know that they do have a higher ceiling because if if these young starting pitchers get treated like Joey Lucchese who's basically never going six innings, then I would rather have Rick Porcello than those guys. I don't know who's going to get turned loose for seven-inning starts. I don't know if you're ever getting quality starts. Ever, I shouldn't say ever. I don't know if you're frequently enough going to get quality starts from the Walker Buehlers, the Joey Lucases of the world. And they're they're different. They're on different levels, I guess. But you know what I'm saying? Like those young pitchers, would, the innings are going to be a concern. I would. here. Here's the one that that makes a lot of sense to me. You're the Rick Porcello owner. You send an offer right now to the Blake Snell owner. Blake Snell struggling a little bit. The oh. ERA is up to around four. Yeah, that that's one that I would do. Oh, Snell in a heartbeat. I, I, we Should all really like Snell, right? What's that? We all like Snell a lot, right? Oh, I for sure. Snell. Oh, yeah. Snell's the man. Um, he Snell, by the way, has like a minor groin injury, and I think that probably explains. He, he's expected to make his next start, but. I think that's probably some explanation for his struggles against Baltimore on Sunday. And he and he's a pitcher who is going deep in games when he's pitching well enough to. They're not, and they said that before the season. They're not worried about limiting him the third time through the order. Yeah. Would you rather have Fernando Romero or Rick Porcello? Porcello. Yeah, definitely Porcello in a points league. Okay. Uh, news and notes. The Yankees sent Brandon Drury to AAA. It's actually somewhat significant because that means Miguel Andujar stays up. I don't know if that's a long-term thing, though. Andujar's cooled off, and they still like Drury. But for now, Andujar's up. Nick Castellanos, yeah, good. They're going to have to make a decision, I think, this week, they said, with um, with Greg Bird as well. I think the – I don't know if you guys talked about this yesterday, but I think they said at the end of this homestand on his minor league stint, he's not going to be with that minor league – sorry. What happened? <laughs> what what is happening? Everything we got okay? major uh, feedback slash echo. Yeah, I had ears. to listen to my oh. my own voice. It was pretty awful. Oh, was, now <laughs> you see the yeah, bad news. Scary. <laughs> now you know why we have one star reviews. Uh, all right. Um. So wait, what were you saying, Chris, about Greg Bird after the end of the minor league homestand that he's currently on? At the, at the end of his minor league homestand, there he's not going to be at his current spot. He's either going to be called back up i was reading it yesterday or they're going to send him they're going to option him down to triple a so that decision is coming soon and this out this infield is is packed it's crowded you know neil walker is playing first base so i i think that they'll prefer greg bird there are you talking about jury or bird bird interesting all right nick castiano sad george springer returned evan gaddis went one for three with a double he's 71 percent owned i think that should be higher Trevor Cahill is going to start at Boston on Wednesday. Irvin Santana threw live batting practice. Uh, Danny Echevarria had an incredible slide at Kansas City. This was amazing. You should look up a Danny Echevarria's slide at home plate. Lucas Duda is on the DL with plantar fasciitis, and Nate Evaldi was scratched from a rehab start with a hip muscle strain. It is time for Team Name Tuesday. A lot, for some reason, this is almost all Braves themed. Ozzy Albee's oxen free. Nope. <laughs> and justice for Albies. Okay. Sure. I think it's because we we determined it was pronounced Albies. We're getting these. Uh, Albies things that I've done. Why not Albies there for you? We've already had that one. We've had that one before. Yeah. yeah. Osano canna ucc. Nope. That's really no. Oday canna ucc. That's no, better. Um, That's better. A little. Gohara Closer. or go home. Gohara, go home. I like yeah. that one. Yeah, it's an old one. Yeah, warmer. Yeah. Juan Soto and Chewbacca. Okay. That's yeah, that's fine. We may have had this one before, but it's good. Glaber Metrics. Sure. That, Very good. That's a good one. Neris Bueller's O'Day Off. Okay. Yeah, good. And Too much. This one <laughs> 
Nat's Geo. Okay, yeah. Yeah, yeah with like good. an apostrophe? Yep. Uh, oh no, yeah, there I should know, be an apostrophe. It. Yeah. There should be an apostrophe. Let's have fun with fan graphs and then we'll finish the show with the fantasy regulators and a look at today's games. Um, alright, first thing on fan graphs. Jose Altuve has a career high hard contact rate and a career low soft contact rate. So, do we just expect him to start destroying the ball soon? Yes. And it being, you know, showed up, showing up in the numbers. Alright, I actually, so here's the thing. Since Kreeth is on the show today, I, I kind of want you guys to lead this segment. I don't know, I, and there are some categories that I would look up, but you tell me, like, should we look up hard contact rate, walk rate, fly ball rate? We do hitters first and then pitchers and see who the leaders are and, and what it means for fantasy. Where would you like to go with this? Let's go with hard contact rate. Okay. So let's uh, hit the batted ball tab here. And maybe maybe it'd be better if you guys did this. Cause, uh, well, I, I have – we haven't played the most fun game with fan graphs yet this season. Okay. What's that? Where I give you a name of a player that has played baseball this season, and you tell me who he plays for and what position he plays. <laughs> I'll I'll try it. Go ahead. I'll just we'll just do like three or four. Eric Gonzalez. Eric with a K. Oh, oh, he's a relief pitcher for the Milwaukee Brewers. Yeah, that's right. Adam he pitched yesterday, you. didn't he? Oh no, he not, is, yeah, yesterday. He is an infielder for the Cleveland Indians. <laughs> oh, you so, tricked me. You tricked I liked, me. I liked how sure Chris was about that one. So Gregorio Pettit? Petit. Gregorio Petit. Petit. Yeah, so he oh, is – this – shut up, Chris. Um, he <laughs> is he is an infielder for the Tigers. Right division, right position, but he is an infielder for the Minnesota Twins. Ah. David – I knew that one. Freitas. I have no idea. F-R-E-I-T-A-S. He has 46 plate appearances already this year. He is not a baseball player. He's actually the 122nd ranked male tennis player in the world. Thank you very much. Moving on. <laughs> he leads Mariners catchers in batting average. Oh, how about that? I want more catcher for the Mariners. One more. Let's see. Let's, let's make it a good one. Uh, this is... I think this is a pretty good one. Let's go with uh, Austin Slater. Oh, he's a um, football player, Bayside High. Yeah, Wrestler. he definitely um, he put together the swimsuit calendar for Bayside <laughs> High. He is close. He once got drunk. Where, where in and California was Bayside High? Uh, on the Bay. I don't know. So the, he could be because he now plays for the San Francisco Giants. He is an outfielder. All right, let's, we're running out of time. That was a fun game. Here are your hard contact leaders. J.D. Martinez won. Yoan Moncada, Matt Davidson, Matt Olson, two through four. Moncada, Matt Davidson, Olson. Freddie Freeman, five. Marcelo Zuna, Andrew McCutcheon, Yadier Molina, Brandon Belt, and Nick Castellanos. That's your top ten. That's a crazy top ten. The noteworthy names, hard contact. Moncada, Matt Davidson. Matt Olson, Ozuna, Andrew McCutcheon, and Belt and Castellanos. So he, here's what I want to point out about that list is that Marcelo Ozuna is hitting the ball really hard. But if you break it down on Baseball Savant, I know it's this not a Baseball Savant. Chris segment, being very, very but, Chris. Yeah. Well, there, there's some pertinent information about Marcelo Ozuna here, and that's that you can break it up by ground ball exit velocity and then fly ball and line drive exit velocity. And he has like the 30th highest average exit velocity, and he has the 8th highest average ground ball exit velocity, but he's like 170th on line drives and fly balls. And that kind of tells you the story of Marcelo Zuna, is that he's hitting the ball hard, but he's just not hitting it in ways that are conducive to production. And, and maybe that'll change. He's also hitting a lot more ground balls than he uh, usually does. But that explains why, despite the lofty uh, hard hit rate, he's not producing. It's interesting. All right, so with with Moncada, with Davidson, with Olsen, McCutcheon, do you think better times are ahead for them? And I mean, some of them are actually doing well, but well, not really. Actually, Moncada, the only one. Are better times ahead for Moncada, Davidson, Olsen, and McCutcheon? I think Moncada. Yes, I'm, I'm obviously very excited about him, and he's probably the most exciting name on the list. Chapman and Olsen both 
don't make enough contact to be great in points leagues, but like we, not Chapman, Davidson. We overlooked and overlooked and overlooked Matt Davidson. He's a good option in Roto. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Chris still does not believe it. Well, let me let me move on. Sorry, Chris. Fly, uh, fly ball percentage. Your top ten in fly ball percentage. We like fly balls. Fly balls mean home runs. Uh, sometimes. Gregory Polanco, Leonis Martin, Joanna Cespedes, Reese Hoskins. Man, Reese Hoskins. Let's get that home run to fly ball ratio up, buddy. Joey Gallo, Trevor Story, Brandon Belt. So Brandon Belt's hitting the ball hard, and he's seventh in fly ball rate. Carlos Santana, Francisco Cervelli, and Didi Gregorius. Gregory Polanco, Leonis Martin, Cespedes, Hoskins, Gallo, Story, Belt, Santana, Cervelli, Didi. Reactions? There's not a ton there, I think, that is, uh, that is super noteworthy or unexpected, but, um, I mean, Polanco, I guess this might be an argument for why the Babbitt may not correct all that much, but he's never been a super high Babbitt anyway, and it's still way below that. So I still think there's a a lot of room to grow there. I think Joey Gallo is another guy who should also have better days coming. Um, so, yeah, those are my thoughts. Yeah, the interesting thing, you look at the column right next to that infield fly ball rate, Joanna Cespedes at 19% infield fly ball rate and a 333 Babbitt. That is unusual. Mm. Yeah. So what does that mean for Cespedes? It's just really like you would not expect a player with a 17% line drive rate, a 19% infield fly ball rate, and a 33% hard contact rate to have a 333 Babbitt. One of those, yeah, something's going to change. Right. Uh, you know, either the line drive rate and the infield fly ball rate are going to come down or the Babbitt's going to come down. Here are your leaders in home run to fly ball ratio. Nomar Mazzara, 38.5%. What's That's a high good. high home run to fly ball? Like 20% is high, right? 25 is high. 25. The highest career rate, I believe, is like 28%. Uh, Nomar Mazzara's home run to fly ball rate in May as of like Friday was 140%. Wow. Which tells you one of the flaws with home run to fly ball rate. A line drive can be a home run. So uh, it technically should be ground ball or fly ball plus line drive divided by home runs, but that's confusing. Okay. Uh, Nomar Mazzara, Matt Davidson. This is home run to fly ball rate winners, uh, leaders. JD Martinez, Stanton, Harper, Pham, Schwarber, Aaron Judge, Desmond, Justin Bohr. Yeah, I mean, Desmond hits, like, so few fly balls, so when he hits right. the fly ball, it goes out. Um, Nomar Mazzara, Matt Davidson, J.D. Martinez, Stanton, Harper, Pham, Schwarber, Judge. This is kind of a boring list. Mazzara is the clear outlier. A lot of those names you heard on the hard contact rate leaderboard, which makes sense. If you hit the ball hard, you should have a higher home run to fly ball rate, especially if you hit your fly balls hard. Going just real quick, if you flip this list on its head, Jesse Winker, who we were all laughing about his ISO, has a 37% hard contact rate this year and a 0% home run to fly ball rate. Mm. Jason Kipnis, 37.3% hard contact rate and a 2% home run to fly ball rate. Yeah, I mean, Winker. So do you think Kipnis is done, though? Because, like, Kipnis kind of – okay, no, it looks interesting. I know that you like Winker, and that's a that's a compelling stat. Can I point one thing out about Tommy Pham? Uh-huh. The home run to fly ball rate is really high. The fly ball rate is only 27.3%. That's really low. But he actually has a lower ground ball rate than he did last year because he has a 26% line drive rate. So the home run to fly ball rate actually isn't as high as it looks. It's kind of like Domingo Santana last year where his line drive rate was so high that some of those line drives were home runs and it inflates the home run to fly ball ratio in a way that is somewhat sustainable. Now, Tommy Pham will regress somewhat, but he's hitting the ball in the air more, and I think what he's doing is sustainable. Speaking of Domingo Santana, because we talked about him earlier as maybe a waiver wire ad and talked about his ISO, he has a 37.7% hard contact rate, which is right about where he, I mean, he's he's been a guy that hits the ball really hard. He has a 5% home run to fly ball rate. Can you guys, oh wait, I think I finally got it. 
Um, all right. Uh, name the pitcher that leads baseball in ground ball percentage. He's on the ass. Dallas Keuchel. Dallas Keuchel. Wrong. Charlie Morton. Wrong. Lance McCullers. Lance McCullers. Let, look at your top five ground ball pitchers. Lance McCullers, Jake Arietta, Charlie Morton, Ty Block, Dallas Keuchel. Three Astros. Amazing. And two of them are good. <laughs> Alice uh, Heigl's been good, Chris. Clayton Richard, Aaron Sanchez, Miles Michaelis. Didn't know that. No walks and a lot of ground balls. That's a good re- recipe. Uh, you, you better do that if you don't strike anybody out. I guess so. Gio Gonzalez and Carlos Martinez. Jose Arena is 11. Tyler Skaggs is 12. Well, I like that. Tyler Skaggs is 12. I like Tyler Skaggs. Is there a chance Tyler Skaggs just has a huge year? A good chance? I don't know if there's a good chance he has a huge year because I don't know if there's a good chance he throws 160 innings. But there's a huge chance he has a good year. I think there's a good chance he has a good year. Okay. (laughs) Okay, that was fun. Was that fun with fan graphs? I thought it was fun. I mean, I thought the part where you tried to guess where team players played on was fun. I I think we need to have a segment at some point this year. Uh, Marlin... Or like Civil War general. <laughs> have, I think we should have a Chris segment next Tuesday, having a blast with Statcast. Oh yeah, there we go. All right, guys, let's regulate. Shane in Dallas says, "Dear Mr. De Niro, Mr. Pesci, and Mr. Leota." Yeah, we're regulating. Uh, Godfather. Nope. That was a joke, right? Casino. Okay. I need you, good fellas, to settle a league dispute about our waiver wire. I just noticed. My league's waiver wire is reset each week based off our win-loss record. My commissioner just happens to have the worst record, so he's number one on waivers. We've played together for years, and he is, and has and never has our waiver wire process been reset after every week. Also, the commissioner's never been at the top of the waiver wire before this week because he picked first in the draft. We are playing for money, so there is incentive for him to cheat. He has changed other rules without telling the league. For example, four points for a quality start instead of three. He keeps saying, read the rules. I did read the rules, and that's how I know about the quality start change. I can't prove him wrong because I didn't print out the league rules at the start of the year. Is there a way to prove his shenanigans? I, If it's a CBS Sports League, I, I would imagine you can contact customer service, and they could, uh, they could look that up. I mean, if, I mean, if you really think the commissioner of your league is, is cheating— and that, that is what you're saying. Yeah. Uh, you might have to do some investigatory work because this sounds like there may need to be a coup. Bigger issue. I hate that rule. And it's Which a rule, rule that, that comes. That every week? Yes. Yeah, I fine. believe it's a rule that actually comes from the professional sports leagues. I believe the waiver order is generally based on a team's record. Yeah. 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 I, I just really dislike it. Fab all the way. That, that'll solve all your problems. Um, I think it's BS though, and I think that, yeah, there really, there should be a coup. If this commissioner is doing that, and you can, yeah, prove you it, need to, you need to prove it. Yeah, it's bad. Alright. He's 0, if, he's 0 6, just make fun of him. If he's doing that, yeah, I mean, make fun of him for being 0 6 despite cheating. Yeah. Okay, from David. Please tell my league that when people make trades, you can't just veto, because they think one team is winning a little. I mean, yeah. That's, can't do you're it. Not children. Yeah, you um, can't do it. Hey, how about you tell your league that you can't veto at all because vetoes for trades are terrible. No, I disagree with that. Gr- grow up, guys. It's awful. Grow up. <laughs> Stop vetoing trades. All right, let's take a look at the today's games. And uh, i got to figure out a, a grade the trade song for tomorrow. I think I know what I'm going to do. All right, Rockies Padres. Herman Marquez at Jordan Lyles. Uh, I would rather not start either of them, but I guess Marquez, if you need to. Yep. Ronaldo Lopez at Trevor Williams. I could start both. Yeah. Masahiro Tanaka at Gio Gonzalez. Although I thought that maybe Scherzer was pitching tonight, but let's say it's Gonzalez. Tanaka, Gio. Start both. Start both. You start both and you just pray like how bad Masahiro doesn't show up. Nick Pavetta at Andrew Kashner. Start Pavetta. Josh Tomlin at Francisco Liriano. I will not. Uh, Liriano in a Sparp situation. Jaime Garcia at Noah Syndergaard. Noah Syndergaard. 
Yep. Daniel Magnin at Eduardo Rodriguez. Dirty Rod. Hmm. Alex Wood at Wei and Chen. Start Wood. Yep. You Darvish at Mike Fultonevich. Start both, probably. I would rather not. Boy, the Cubs are hot right now, aren't they? They are slugging. Uh, Jack Flaherty on the mound against Jose Barrios. One good I'm young pitcher both. here. Starting them both. LOL. All right, starting both. Uh, okay. Next. Come on. There we go. Anthony Banda at Ian Kennedy. I don't think Ian Kennedy is the worst start ever. I think he's a two-start pitcher this week, right? He's definitely not the worst start ever. <laughs> it's not even the worst start in this game. <laughs> Excuse me. Uh, you'll lease Chassin at Zach <coughs> Granke. You neither lease Chassin nor buy him today. But and, you start Zach Granke. You start Granke. You start Garrett Cole. How about Jaime Berea against the Astros? No, thank you. Yeah, no. How about Mike Miner at Mike Leak? Um, There's a Jamison Tyone joke here. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Probably neither. Uh, Okay, not Mike Miner, huh? All right. And uh, Reds at Giants. Tyler Malley at Ty Block. So the problem is nobody's going to get a win in this game. Start of both. Malley at Block. Get it? Nobody's going to get a loss either. Oh, a tie. They're going to tie. Yeah. Nice. Nice. Chris Towers, everybody. Chris Towers. And I am Adam. He is Heath. That other guy is Chris. We are the regulators. We'll talk to you tomorrow.